Hi, everyone. Welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional value to your organization, HR Works. Gamification. Seems everyone wants to use it, and for sure, gamification can be a way that companies use learning software not only to educate employees, but also to increase productivity. Gamification also encourages and fulfills employees' desire for social interaction, competition, and collaboration. But as our guest today explains, proper design is crucial to how successful your use of gamification will be. Carol Lehman, President and CEO of Exonify, joins us today to share how different organizations are using gamification as a talent development technique, and also how, when properly designed, it can work successfully for your organization. Carol is a frequent speaker, a regular contributor to Fortune magazine, and a well-respected thought leader. Exonify, Inc. is a disruptor in the corporate learning space the innovator behind the world's first employee knowledge platform, proven to increase employee knowledge and performance necessary for achieving targeted business results. And listeners, I'll just let you know this is one of our series of broadcasts recorded live at BLR's Workforce L&D Conference in Las Vegas, where Carol just presented a session on the topic of gamification. Carol, welcome to HR Works. Thanks very much, Steve. I'm delighted to be here. Great. So first, um, could you provide some examples of gamification and how it can be used to develop talent? Absolutely. And first, let me tell your audience, I've got a terrible cold, so my voice is not normal, and I apologize if uh, I I can't be heard all that well. I'll do my best. Uh, So there are lots of different forms of gamification, and the three that are most prevalent are simulation, and simulation is often used in very high-fidelity sorts of applications. So for example, if you're a pilot looking to train on how to um, pilot an aircraft, simulation is one of the most effective techniques to get you to be able to do that. It simulates the real-life experience, and um, it is not just playing a video game. In fact, none of us would want to get on an airplane if pilots trained on video games. (laughs) The second type is uh, game-based learning. So it's often referred to as scenario-based or quest-style learning, and that is what we're most familiar with because that's what kids play in their basements, Um, the PlayStation phenomenon. Those sorts of games are highly effective in certain applications. For example, restaurant, food service, if you're training on how to build a sandwich or a hamburger, and you can drag and drop the ingredients in the right order. It's a simple way to give the learner the experience without um, needing to have it be highly complex. The third type of gamification is uh, using just game-based aesthetics and mechanics to engage the learner in wanting to have the learning experience. So it uses the dopamine effect and other techniques that scenario-based gaming uses 
to drive the learner to want to get on and do the learning activity. So there's a whole bunch of game mechanics that can be used uh, to do that, and, and we can chat about a few of those. All right, that's great. That's very helpful. And beside developing talent, what other training or development objectives can gamification help us with? I'm thinking perhaps uh, skill training or team building. Absolutely. Um, so back to the gamification and game mechanics. Um, things like leaderboards, team challenges, uh, exposing things socially that people have done to help each other, to congratulate each other. All of those things are really good from a team building perspective. It, it gets the team aligned in wanting to do the learning activity and compete with each other in some cases for things like points and rewards. The the other thing, though, just generally speaking, is when an employer allows uh, gamification in the environment, particularly attached to an activity that the the employee might not voluntarily look to have every day, which is learning oftentimes, um, it can really create a sense of my employer is helping me be smarter. They're giving me the opportunity to have a fun, engaging experience that's teaching me something relevant to my job so that I can do better. And so the general feeling around gamification is quite positive when employed in organizations. That's great. Thank you. Now, say uh, an HR professional wants to implement some type of employee training that uses gamification. Could the objective be as simple as we want to make learning fun or we want to increase employee productivity or engagement? Or do you need some more direct and specific objective? No, I think, in fact, um, the, the first one that you mentioned, we want to make learning more fun, often is the first objective that learning and development has. Um, learning is, a, is the type of situation in corporate environments today where we've had history over decades of firehosing employees in long, boring sessions with one-size-fits-all content, not relevant often to the individual or their um, pre-existing knowledge. And so the whole idea of sitting in a learning session is not one that any employee relishes having. So just the idea of being able to make it fun by sparking um, that sense of delight in the brain is usually the first objective. Many more objectives come out of it, but that is often the very first one. Okay, so then once you have an objective, what would you suggest as initial steps for identifying and choosing the right gamification approach? Um, the, the steps involve uh, really assessing what is the type of training that you're trying to employ, um, what's the audience, what are the characteristics of the audience. Um, there are different game mechanics that appeal to different sorts of audiences. So we've done, for example, a ton of data analysis on millions and millions of learning data points that are regressed against a bunch of game mechanics. And so we know, for example, that uh, salespeople are highly competitive and love leaderboards. So if you're looking to train a sales type of uh, learner, then the competitive sorts of game mechanics can work very, very well. 
in different environments like retail associates, so very different from a salesperson selling a complex product. Retail associates love rewards. So if you reward them for doing a learning activity, then you can drive massive uh, voluntary participation with learning without needing to force them to do it. So so doing an assessment of your audience, uh, the type of content that you're looking to convey, um, all of those things play into which of the game mechanics are most appealing to those audiences. Great. So <clears throat> you've said that gamification can be very successful when properly designed. So I understand uh, that's one of the most difficult parts of using gamification. Can you explain what proper design requires? Um, I think that it, it involves a number of things, but the two that are most important in my mind are it needs to be fun, it needs to be fast. So the fun factor is really the thing that sparks the brain, um, raises that sense of engagement, and causes the learner to want to have the experience. So there, there are games, scenario-based gaming uh, learning modules that are not fun. You are concentrating, you're forced to um, think through things, which is not a bad thing, but they're not fun. And so you miss a bit of that fun factor, and you need to introduce um, elements within that uh, type of scenario-based game that do still uh, mimic, in some ways, the real-life experience of just playing a game for fun. So don't forget the fun factor. So the second factor is the fast factor. It is uh, extremely important Because the brain is only good at digesting four to five new pieces of information at a time, to keep the game elements fun, fast, quick, in line with short bits of information that you want the employee to digest and learn. So if you can design your game elements to be very uh, fun, and then fast, you give the learner the optimum opportunity to free the brain of other distractions, introduce that uh, dopamine effect, raise the level of engagement, and learn more very quickly. So you mentioned the three different uh, approaches, and I'm wondering, what's the difference between using gamification, simulations, and serious games uh, as learning tools, and how do you know when it's best to use each type? Using the three different uh, gamification techniques really is dependent, again, on your audience. So simulation is an extremely expensive way to use gamification to train people. That's why it's only really used in very high-risk situations because often there are major devices, the software involved is extremely expensive, and the data collected from it as the learner is learning is very, very important to understanding their level of skill. So it's not typically used in a corporate environment for learning. Scenario-based gaming is a very effective technique for people who need to do something, for example, like a pick inventory in a warehouse. And there are certain techniques that you need to employ 
to pick inventory. So being a character, walking down an aisle, selecting the right things and uh, performing the right tasks as you do it is something that's reasonably simple, allows the learner to be a character in a game and then teaches them the process as they go. Um, You have to keep those sorts of games reasonably simple, though, because very quickly, if if they go on for a long time, the learner will, in fact, um, not digest all of the information. But in the corporate setting, if something changes, so a procedure changes, a policy changes, and the game therefore needs to change, they can be extremely expensive to have to go back and rewrite. The other aspect of scenario-based gaming is they are expensive if you use branching technology. So depending on the choices the individual makes, sending them down a different path. So they're very expensive to build and then maintain and change if something in the work environment changes. So they're good for certain things that are reasonably simple that don't change all that often. The use of gamification and just game mechanics really applies to everything. So it it is the broadest um, way to use the various techniques in a learning setting that you can pick and choose from. And, And really, it's the cheapest, best way to drive the learner to want to volunteer to do the learning experience. Oh, that's very helpful. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris Soplinski, the producer of HR Works. We'll get you right back to the second half of Steve's interview with Carol Lehman at Workforce L&D in just a moment. I just wanted to say a quick word about the 2018 Workforce L&D Conference, taking place November 15th and 16th at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas. At Workforce L&D, you'll learn from the nation's top learning and employee engagement professionals how to build a superior professional development program that supports business growth and workforce retention. The agenda features insightful keynotes from coveted experts, substantive presentations, and interactive learning labs, guaranteeing you leave with real concrete takeaways to apply at your company. To reserve your seat today, visit store.blr.com workforce-ld. That's store.blr.com slash workforce-ld. And HR Works listeners can get $50 off the conference price. Just type HR Works, all one word, in the discount code box when you register. Now back to Steve. Now, I'm wondering, could you give us a few examples of successful use of gamification? Absolutely. Uh, The first one was actually our first customer, which was the Pep Boys. So the Pep Boys had um, a typical situation where they were incurring two significant areas of loss in the business. One was inventory shrink, so theft of merchandise in their stores. And the second was OSHA reportable medical incidents. So we're talking about a $2 billion company at the time. 750 stores, 20,000 associates. And they were looking for a way to engage the associates who turn over frequently in actually digesting information in those two topic areas and changing their behavior. So what they wanted to do was find a way 
that got them around this need to be constantly sending memos, making posters, talking to people live. And they realized that um, they needed a different way to do that. So we came up with this concept that if you made it fast and fun and involved gaming elements, that you might be able to drive their learners to, in fact, want to have a learning experience every day. So we rolled out uh, an initial platform on their point-of-sale terminal that was a little uh, monster truck game that they watched for about 15-20 seconds, and then they received a short burst of learning, and if they did that up to 10 times in a month, then they would get the opportunity to win $20 and it would go straight on their paycheck when they finished their learning activity. And in the first year, they achieved 90% voluntary participation more than three times a week across all of their 20,000 learners. And they saved about $40 million in the first year from behavior change. So the idea of making it fast and fun and and the content was actually uh, tracked what each individual knew and didn't know so they could deliver relevant content to them. The employees volunteered to do it every single day and as a result learned very quickly the right and wrong things to do in those areas of loss and changed behaviors as a result to get the business outcome. So it really was just about the, the game mechanics drove the engagement and behavior with the learning activity in ways they had never seen before. It has since been, uh, that, that kind of use case has been replicated many times now. For example, Walmart, another retailer in their distribution centers, they have about 90,000 people in the United States. And uh, in their first six months of using gamification, very similarly to Pep Boys, although more evolved, they um, they were looking to reduce their OSHA reportables. Distribution centers are very uh, uh, dangerous places to work. And they were looking to reduce their OSHA reportables by 5% and in the first six months reduce them by 54%. It, that was a massive financial outcome from Walmart. In other applications like sales, um, there are there's a big telecom company in Canada that is using gamification and a variety of these game mechanics, again, to engage participation with learning around product. And they had a promotion where they wanted their retail associates to, in their retail stores, the telecom companies' retail stores, to sell more uh, peripherals, so phone cases and uh, headphones and things that they make quite a bit of profit on. They did a push and a campaign to do that, and within the first couple of months, the associates that were, in fact, um, getting on playing games and being rewarded for that and, and using competitive aspects were selling 25% more product than the associates not getting on and doing the learning activity uh, with the gamification. So... If you employ it well, really what it's there to do is engage the learner in wanting to learn. And it's the hook that gets them back 
to want to get on and actually learn something. The learning is almost a byproduct of playing and having fun. And, and they do learn. Uh, very effectively as a result, which gets the behavior change in the business outcome. So many, many examples that major automotive manufacturer, those employees selling two cars per month more than anybody not playing the games. Wow. So those are some pretty good outcomes. I don't think any company is going to complain about that. Are there any particular metrics that you use or analyses? Uh, or maybe you just gave them to us with these... Yeah. (laughs) Well, we analyze our data 15 ways to Sunday. We have um, an extraordinary analytics engine that uh, tells the corporate administrators um, what devices are being used, how quickly people are learning, how that learning is in fact tying to behavior change and the business outcomes. So we apply lots of regression analysis to the entire chain of activity so that we can optimize the experience for each learner to shrink their time to competency as fast as possible and then get that behavior change translated. So as an example, uh, we have one customer who is observing a million things a month and they check on Exonify whether the behaviors are in fact um, the appropriate behaviors. And that those observations are tied back to what the individuals knew or did not know in those topic areas as they do their training. And then we can predict what their behavior is going to be with or the, the financial outcome for the organization is going to be based on the behaviors and the knowledge. So tons of ways that you can correlate data based on an individual's knowledge state to predict their behaviors and therefore the business outcomes for the enterprise and everything in between. So pretty solid evidence. Then. So then I'm, I'm wondering, um, gamification makes it fun, we've talked about. Does it actually enhance the learning process or prolong the effectiveness of training? Gamification, uh, in fact, does enhance the learning process. So one of the things we all know is we're overwhelmed completely uh, at work. There are a million things coming at us, emails, phone calls, people walking into our offices. We are a highly distractible uh, set of employees today. What gamification does is, if you think about it, if you play games on your phone um, or an iPad or anything at home, when you're playing the game, you are not distracted. You are thinking about what you're doing in the game. And everything else, what you're having for dinner, where you're going that night, all of that, you're not focused on at all. You're focused on the game. And so if you can embed learning in the game, you actually focus the brain on the key learning points you're trying to convey. And so uh, it, it frees the brain of distraction and allows the learner to focus on those core things you are trying to teach them in the game. So, so it does, in fact, enhance learning. Um, and there's a bunch of science around that. It does enhance learning um, um, measurably as compared to just sitting in a classroom having your own thoughts in your head, knowing the average human attention span now is 9 to 11 minutes. So people just don't pay, sustain their attention span, which is also part of the reason why it's got to be quick. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so so it absolutely enhances the learning uh, if you use gamification. This is all uh, very interesting and great, and uh, I'm interested. There's so much science behind it and uh, so much data. Any To sum it up, any final recommendations for companies that want to get going with gamification? There, there are lots of uh, resources that you can uh, look for. In fact, you, we have a gamification workbook. If you're looking for ideas on our website, you can download uh, as a resource. Um, Dr. Carl Kopp is at Bloomberg University is um, one of our um, influencers in the industry, and he's worked with us on our data. Um, he's written a book on gamification. I highly recommend it's a comprehensive um, um, book that really goes through the concepts and principles and many of the mechanics and techniques that you can use. So those are two really good places to start. Well, that's great. Carol, thanks so much for joining us today, uh, providing all these helpful insights. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Listeners, let me know what HR Works should cover next. Bruce at VLR.com. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works. <laughs>